Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. I'm Maria Retan, and this is Purse Strings. On this program, you're going to learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, and that's the woman. Well, I'm here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern, and I'm glad you were here today, too. First up, a little something I bet you didn't know about women, and and in this case, applies to men as well. Um, From Event Marketer Magazine, nearly 80% of women respond that event marketing allows them to touch and feel a product or services or get a free sample. They are going to respond positively to event marketing. Now, you compare that to 61% of men we can tell that men, you're, you, you're information gatherers. You're more interested in just getting the information and making a decision where men like to touch and feel and experience the product. So according to that same survey with Event Marketing Magazine, you add some fun to the experience, and you can make that 90% of women that are going to respond favorably to that product or that service. So keep that in mind. Now, Let's put this in perspective a little bit with advertising. The average American sees about 3,000 ads every day. But according to an author by the name of Martin Lindstrom, some of you may be aware of him, he wrote the book Brand Sense, Build Powerful Brands Through Touch, Taste, Smell, Sight, and Sound. He says that 75% of all emotions people generate are actually from smelling and not from sight. So even though we may see 3,000 ads every day, we're really going to be more impacted when it comes to smelling something. Well, Kraft is no dummy. They've actually come out with scratch and sniff ads. You may have seen those in the last couple of years. And in fact, Starwood Hotels, they're also experimenting with scents to match their brands. Did you know that Starwood actually creates a scent for each of its hotel brands? I didn't know that until just the other day when I was doing some research for the show. I thought that was fascinating. Um, For example, Weston is synonymous with the white tea fragrance. So next time you're at a hotel, a Starwoods hotel, sniff around a little bit. You might be surprised by what you smell. But I found all of that really, really interesting. So as you can probably tell, we're talking about experiential marketing, or as some people out there may say, XM. XM. I think that's such a hip term, XM. Experiential marketing. Uh, But before we get off on that topic and I introduce my guest, I want to dive a little bit deeper into our purse profile today. One of my favorites is the Gucci Girl. Each week we check out a different consumer target. Um, This consumer segment is really focusing on that single woman out there in her late 20s and early 30s who has that higher income and who, of course, is a little fashion conscious. The Gucci Girl comprises about 1.9 million women out there, average age 29, single, no kids, 
of course, employed, otherwise she wouldn't be able to afford the Gucci bag. Um, median household income is about $91,000, and they either own a condo or rent an apartment. So imagine, you know, a single hip female in the big city living life pretty large. That's your Gucci girl. She keeps up with fashion. She's always looking to change up her look. She's the first among her friends to shop at a new store. She loves to shop. She's willing to try something new. She's not particularly loyal about brands. Um, and she wants to make a statement by what she wears and what she drives. She is very ambitious. She wants to get to the top of her career, and she's driven by money. In fact, she feels that money is the best measure of her success, and she loves to entertain at home. So she's a little socialite as well. Now, when it comes to shopping, she's at Nordstrom's, Neiman Marcus, Banana Republic, Ralph Lauren. She's driving the Affinity, the Mercedes, the Nissan, um, and she's, you know, she's not above shopping for household products either because the girl's got to keep her house clean. So she's um, shopping for Lysol and Tylex and Clorox, Palmolive, Tide, those types of things. When it comes to cosmetics, um, you know, Clinique, she'll even do some Avon, some Almay, some L'Oreal. And when it comes to the designers, of course, at the top of the list is Gucci because this is the Gucci girl. Uh, Kenneth Cole, Calvin Klein, Chanel Guess, those are her designers. So if you're a marketer out there, how do you nab the Gucci girl, knowing that she's not incredibly loyal, she wants to stay on top of trends, she's wanting to one-up her friends out there? Well, she reads a lot of magazines. That's how she stays in touch with what the latest fashions are. So she's looking at Cosmo Glamour L, Vogue, Shape. Um, she's even checking out what the celebs are wearing in Entertainment Weekly. And, of course, she's looking at cable outlets like E, VH1, MTV, TLC, um, and, of course, she looks at network television as well, Grey's Anatomy, Access Hollywood, Desperate Housewives, Entertainment Tonight. So you can see she's really focused on more entertainment celebrity-type news. Her websites, of course, she's online quite a bit. And she's looking at travel. She's looking at entertainment like Travelocity, MySpace, iVillage. She's doing some social networking there. She's on eBay trying to get a good deal. Um, so if you're a marketer out there, think really focusing on fashion, celebrity, magazines, and websites. Well, my guest for this program is the ultimate Gucci girl, and I can say that because I know her so well. It's Lisa Kovner a principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong and chair of the Experiential Marketing Group, or as I mentioned earlier, the XM Group. I just love to say that, XM. For those of you who don't know, experimental, experiential marketing, say that three times fast, attempts to connect consumers with brands in personally relevant and memorable ways. It's a marketing methodology, and it aims to move beyond traditional features and benefits marketing. So you're going to get to know a lot more about XM coming up in just a minute. It brings your brand to life in meaningful ways for your target consumer. And if your target is a woman, and if you're listening to Purse Strings, hopefully your target is a woman, Lisa will share her tips on creating XM Mojo. So we're going to be back in just a moment right after the break and learn more about XM Mojo. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. 
faster than a speeding bullet. It's the super way to pay. It's Fast Transact. Fast Transact is the safe, secure, and fast way to process credit cards, online checks, and gift cards. Find multiple payment gateway and merchant account options to keep your costs down and sales up, up, and away. You can build your business empire in a single bound while Fast Transact fights the never-ending battle to keep payment processing safe and secure. Your quest for an e-commerce solution has found its final destination. Fly over to FastTransact.com today. Don't get bullied by the big guys. Looksmart is your budget-friendly online advertising alternative, offering businesses of all sizes affordable, targeted, pay-per-click advertising. And whenever you need help, whether you're just getting started or a seasoned vet, Looksmart offers accessible customer support for all advertisers, no matter the size. We call it pay-per-click power to the people, and it's only available here at Looksmart. Log on to ppcpowertothepeople.com and join the revolution today. Howdy, boys, and you girls, too. I'm here to talk to you about Milnick Media, the best CPA network, period. They sure know how to deliver, and I know something about deliverance. Now, you want to get paid? Damn right you do. We'll make sure you get your money. Milnick Media's got support people who know their ass from their elbow. Need a new jet ski? How about one of them new fangled plasma TVs? Well, Cousin Jeremy here will hook you up with our performance rewards program. Email submits, zip submits, ringtone. Hell, we got them all! Yeah! Hey there, it's Cousin Jeremy. Get on over to M-I-L-L-N-I-C-Media.com and we'll have you so happy, you'll be squealing like a pig. Welcome to Life Tips. Jennifer Mathis, a student loan expert guru. When a person is repaying their student loan, if something changes, they can actually contact their student loan provider and request that it be deferred. And often, if they have a certain type of loan, the interest does not accrue during that period and they're not making a payment. This is a great thing for them because it can save them money. Life Tips. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on web. WebmasterRadio.fm. Start your search engine and set your servers into overdrive. It's WebmasterRadio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan, and joining me now is Lisa Kovner. My esteemed colleague and chair of Carmichael Lynch Spong's Experiential Marketing Group. Lisa, thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, Maria, it's my pleasure. No, it's mine, really. <laughs> <laughs> now, before you came to Carmichael Lynch Spong, you were Global Director of Brand Marketing at Paul Mitchell in the lush life of Beverly Hills. And I know Experiential Marketing was your middle name there. So you're the perfect person to have on today to talk about XM, which, by the way, I just can't stop saying enough of. XM, I just love that. Um, right. Experimental marketing can be, you know, many things to many people. How do you describe it, Lisa? Well, first and foremost, experiential marketing is a one-on-one tribal experience, and it's not just any experience, but really one that's going to create an authentic emotional connection between a target audience and the brand. So what that means for marketers today, especially if they want to use experiential marketing and in particular targeting women is that it forces an evolution beyond traditional benefit marketing. So you take a product and say, here are the, here are the three key benefits, and it requires you to 
share with a customer how that product is going to satisfy the customer's three key needs or wants. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's a big shift. And, and so experiential marketing, as a result, it needs to be a framework or a philosophy, not a one-off tactic. So how does a company even know if experiential marketing is something that they should employ? Because it seems like there's big, a big possibility, a big, big margin for error there, potentially. Well, sure there is. Uh, and it's because experiential marketing is relatively new. There's a lot of misunderstanding of what it is and what it isn't. And first, first and foremost, experiential marketing creates a dialogue. And because it creates a dialogue, it's very personal. For a dialogue to be successful between people, it needs to be relevant. It requires someone to listen. And what that means for marketers and companies that engage in experiential marketing is that you not only need to create relevancy or demonstrate relevancy, you need to listen to your customers. And that means even when they have a, a not-so-positive experience or don't love, don't love the brand. So it's really about developing a thick skin and a backbone. But ultimately, if a company plans on using experiential marketing, they need to ask themselves if the brand or the product or service has the potential to serve a niche audience or a unique need or want among a mass audience. And a good example of that is Harley-Davidson. There's exceptional passion for the lifestyle the brand represents. And while there are certainly stereotypes within the motorcycle riding world, I only know of a couple of companies where the customers are so passionate about the brand that they actually tattoo the company logo to their body. Harley-Davidson is one, Paul Mitchell is the other. Yeah, oh, and Paul Mitchell. You know about Paul Mitchell, obviously. You know about Harley, too, because you... You ride hogs, I know. Yes, so, I do. <laughs> so you know about what you speak. Now, I don't think you've gotten the tattoo yet, but anyway. No, well, I'm, well, I'm <laughs> proudly ink-free. Oh, good to know. Okay. But Paul Mitchell, um, you know, I know that core consumer there was women, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I know the stat I shared a little bit earlier in my monologue up top was that women really want to see it, touch it, feel it understand it. And ultimately, we all hope that that leads to buying it. Um, So what can you talk about a little bit when it comes to Paul Mitchell and that whole experiential marketing experience and how women really responded to it? Well, as you said, women respond to experiential marketing because their their brand engagement uh, is different than men. Mm -hmm. And where it comes from is that women are more likely to engage with brands they already know either through personal experience or word-of-mouth recommendation from a trusted friend or family member. Mm-hmm. And women are also very tactile. And so they do need to touch it. They need to feel it. It's more than just seeing it. And it's not even about product benefit. It's about how it makes them feel. And so there are some categories that benefit significantly from experiential marketing where women are the target, and you can guess, you can guess what they are. It's beauty, it's fashion, it's personal care, um, anything along that line. In mm-hmm. fact, um, when it comes to experiential marketing, a Jack Morton study uh, found that 63% of women consider XM as a leading driver 
of consideration and purchase, and that's compared to 23% who believe the same for TV ads and 14% for online ads. So it's, it's, in, it's an interesting conundrum for marketers because the traditional marketing methods of advertising, whether it's TV, radio, online print, just doesn't have the same kind of impact in driving sales that experiential marketing does, especially when it comes to women. Well, and you know, you mentioned earlier, too, that beauty was one of those areas where XM was really impactful. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting because just this week I was reading about Clairol. Now, I don't know if you may have heard this, too, but they're actually tapping 1,000 women nationwide to host their own Clairol house party. So what they're going to do is they're going to invite friends and family to come on over, get a hair color, maybe learn more about hair coloring at home. And the whole idea is to have some fun with it. And um, that stat I shared earlier on about you add some fun to the whole XM experience and 90% Mm -hmm. of women say that's a great experience for them. So I just thought it was really interesting that Clairol's decided to go do this. Now, we know beauty products, XM, they're a nice fit, but when it comes to coloring your own hair, I don't know, I'm not brave enough, and I don't know that I'd go and have my friend try to, you know, color my hair too, but what do you think of that? I mean, do you think that this is an approach that's going to have appeal to women that might actually drive some sales? Well, I think it's interesting, but for very different reasons. It's this, this kind of experiential marketing, at the end of the day, is only as good as your weakest host. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about a thousand consumers who are taking box color, it it almost I don't want to say it doesn't matter how strong the tools are that are given to them. Something like hair color requires an expertise in the formulation and finding the right color for your skin tone. What does it look like under natural light? What does it look like under office light or home light? And I believe it's also one of the reasons that for the first time ever, salon color has grown at a faster rate than than box color. And I do believe it's because consumers are finally recognizing that what they get in box color is not the same as what they're going to get in the salon. Mm-hmm. And when when you're talking about women especially, they work very hard to create a personal brand that they want to put out into the world. So they want to make sure that they look their best. And hair color is the number one way that women change their appearance to look younger. Mm-hmm. And that has continued to that – that has been a consistent stat uh, over the last five to six years. So when you're talking about doing something like what Clairol is doing, I wish them the very best. And they may, they may have hit the magic formula, but it's certainly not something that I would feel comfortable engaging in on a consumer-to-consumer level. Yeah. Well, it certainly is going to get some people to interact with their product, for sure. That maybe haven't done that in the past. We can only hope, though, that they have a good experience and not a bad hair day. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to be back with Lisa, who's going to share some great examples of experiential marketing and and maybe some that, that haven't gone as well and some things that you might want to avoid with your next XM project. So Join me in just a second when we come back from the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Guys, are you suffering from ED? Email delivery problems? Is your email list underperforming? Then let JPG Mail enhance your results. 
We've got the best in email enhancement products on the web. Our email delivery service will enlarge and maximize the monetization of your data. JPG Mail will fulfill your needs from data acquisition, management, mailing to reporting, and give you the confidence to pick up visitors, enter a URL easily, and download suppression lists to enjoy that feeling of total satisfaction. We'll give you guys the ultimate tools, and we'll show you how to use them. Email enhancement, where you need it the most. JPGmail.com Are your domains working hard enough for you? Park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. you choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com FDS Chicago, part of the song called Meet the Toe. The Windy City, Chicago Hilton. Turn your search traffic into gold. Let's go! FDS Chicago is coming to the Windy City December 3rd through 6th from the Chicago Hilton. Join thousands of your friends and colleagues at one of the biggest conferences of the year. Check out panels and keynote presentations that are sure to kickstart your cash flow for the new year. WebmasterRadio.fm's coverage of SES Chicago begins December 3rd from the official radio station of SES. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. The hook. You get to see so much work at Ken. It's not great work, but some of it really is. And you I know what I really have a love good about time. it? Because <laughs> no. I didn't know if we were going to talk about the partying. <laughs> it's my show, and everybody that knows me knows I like to party. You know me, I like to party. The Hook. Live broadcast Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Hey, we're back. You're listening to First Strings. I'm Maria Retan, and I'm joined today by Lisa Kovner. She's principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong and chair of the Experiential Marketing Group here at CLS. And Lisa, I'm so glad you could join me today. We've just been talking about XM and some of the things that make XM unique, some of the things that marketers out there need to keep in mind if they're going to approach XM. And I think some of the best examples that we can share about good things to know about XM are in stories. And I know you've got a few good stories to share about XM campaigns that have been just a real success. Absolutely. It's it's always interesting to see what successful experiential marketing campaigns have in common. And it's 
it's really very simple. They either facilitate an interest and aspiration or dream fulfillment, but they also solve a problem or answer a question. And some, some great examples of that, you know, of course, we've talked about Harley Davidson already. But also looking at what Hasbro did with Rubik's Cube, uh, targeting mothers to resurrect the cube, so to speak. And uh, the cube had its, its best year in a very long time as a result of the outreach. At Clorox used experiential targeting moms uh, to launch its new Anywhere product. And, and while it targeted 2,000 moms, it actually ended up having 3,000 register and participate. And, and the reason why campaigns like this are so successful is that they are authentic and they create a meaningful awareness that triggers a measurable business action. And when I say meaningful awareness, for years marketers have, have used aided and unaided awareness to gauge the success of marketing. And that doesn't always translate into sales. And the reason is that the, um, the campaigns or the initiatives didn't carry a lot of meaning for the customer. And so meaningful awareness is where the customer actually feels that it's their product, it's their brand. Yeah, and I think, you know, a great example of that is Dove. You know, I think everyone out there is probably aware of the campaign for Real Beauty. And, you know, at least I know you're familiar with where those roots began with that campaign, which I think is like four or five years old now. Yeah. Um, you want to talk a little bit about how that all came to be and, and how that's kind of evolved? Because you talk about, you know, really identifying with the campaign and seeing something of yourself there and having it speak to you. I think this is a great example. Absolutely. And, and again, especially when... Speaking about women, the Dove Campaign for Real Beauty was created to address research findings that found how women defined beauty. And it was absolutely in no way, shape, or form related at all to how the fashion and beauty industry defined beauty. Quite the opposite, actually. Yeah. Pardon? It was quite the opposite, wasn't it? It was... It was quite the opposite, and it not only has sent ripples through fashion and beauty that you are starting to see more and more of, but it gave Unilever and the Dove brand an opportunity to differentiate itself from what was otherwise a commoditized category and differentiate itself in a way that has extended to every part of the marketing initiative behind the Dove brand. And the reason why it's had had this kind of influence is because it finally addressed what was most important to the customer. And in this case, it was how women define beauty, not how it's defined for them. Absolutely. And they felt like for the first time a company got that, I think. And I think that's probably why their response was so huge. And while we're still seeing remnants of that campaign today with the ProEdge campaign, I mean, really – um, women have put a mark in the stand, sand to say, you know what, we're not skinny models, we're real women. Thank you, Dove, for recognizing that, don't you think? And that's why that's still existing today. Otherwise, it would have been dead in a year. Oh, absolutely. It, the reason why the Dove Campaign for Real Beauty is so successful and the reason why it has changed the way many marketers look at how they create marketing plans for their brands is because the campaign 
is not traditional megaphone marketing. It created an authentic dialogue that was delivered by authentic messengers. And in this case, the dialogue was, how do you define beauty? And, and real beauty is, is a very personal decision. The authentic messengers were the women themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, more than yeah. a million women registered at the campaign's website to participate. That is how strongly they felt. So when marketers ask themselves, what makes a good campaign, what, what makes a bad experiential marketing campaign, if the campaign even remotely smacks of megaphone marketing or, or traditional monologue-type marketing, they're going to experience some real challenges. Right. And isn't there um, a need to to make sure that you're taking all that information in as a company and then that you're doing something that responds to the consumer to show that she's been heard? I mean, it's not enough just to listen. But no. don't you really have to show that you've you've listened and you've heard and that you've produced a product that's responded to their needs? Absolutely. Again, especially with women. Women because they are about try and buy as opposed to men who are explorers, women women believe that actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. And so they need to see that they've been heard. Right. And so whether it's through experiential marketing, and experiential marketing, as I said at the beginning of our discussion, it's a framework and a philosophy. It's not a tactic. So it, it could manifest itself in in in-store events or media relations or word-of-mouth campaigns, uh, other types of events, mobile marketing. But let's not forget uh, through distribution. I mean, if you're a company that sells through distribution, your distributors and their sales team actually become very important parts of the the overall experiential marketing effort. But that's another conversation. Yeah, exactly. Let me let me ask you, um, what are the top three words of advice or the, the three tips, however you want to phrase it, that you'd pass to companies that are seeking to really engage in that very personal way their potential consumers, and they're really serious about it? What What would be the words of advice that you would say to these folks? Sure. Well, we just talked about one of them. You've got to listen, learn, and act. Not everyone is going to love your product and service, so go ahead and spend your time focusing on the people who do and give them what they need and want to share their positive experience with your brand, with their family and friends. It sounds simple enough, but it's actually very difficult to do, especially with with the way some organizations are structured. But another another part of it is the need to be authentic, If you're not authentic, customers are going to see right through it and they're going to make you pay for it. In today's economy, and especially when you're talking about experiential marketing, there's a trust relationship with the brand and the company that manufactures it. And if that trust relationship is violated, it's very difficult to get it back. And that's why authenticity is so important. And then finally, it's it's really understanding your limitations and the resources you have available to capitalize on opportunities. Since experiential marketing is an evolving approach, if you don't have the internal expertise, talk with someone on the outside who can help you. And that's not a pitch. That's just being realistic. 
and surround yourself with people who understand how to create true dialogue. Yeah, because it seems like that there is a large margin for error. If you don't, if you go at it with this approach, this methodology, and you you don't do it well, you could actually injure yourself pretty greatly. It sounds like so you really do want to rely on the experts. It would seem absolutely because there are only so many times you can go back to the well. Yeah, and then it's done. You're, forget it because we know women love to talk. We love yeah. to share good news, but we also love to share bad news. And if we have a bad experience with a brand, product, or service, we're going to be sure and tell our friends and family about that. So um, I think it's it's crucial that you, you know people turn to the experts who know how to do this and do it well. Um, looking at a few years ahead, because we know this is not going to go away, obviously, what do you think the next generation of XM is going to look like? Well, I think we're experiencing it right now. There is a significant shift away from an emphasis on media channel to an emphasis on desired effect. And that's one of the reasons why you see a lot of new tactics being used or or tactics that are being used in a very quick-hit way rather than thoughtful, long-term planning and execution. And so what that basically means is that XM is not a trend. It, it, is, it is a fact of life, and it will eventually overtake traditional marketing in its effectiveness, and I also believe in its investment. Mm-hmm. The biggest yeah, challenge, of course, will be to, oh, yeah. uh, to sell it in internally because XM is not something that's taught in business schools. Exactly. So it, is, it can appear a little bit risky, to the traditional marketer, in other words. So, well, really, especially you're when you're talking about length of time, because marketers have become very accustomed to seeing results in minutes, hours, weeks, and days. Yeah. But experiential marketing, true, true experiential marketing, and true, and to get true, truly successful results can take months, as in 12 to 18 months. So it's definitely a long-term strategy. Right. So it might be, for marketers out there, something that you do in conjunction with other things, but know that it's going to take some time. But we've already seen examples of where the rewards can be huge if you do it well and you're in it for the long haul. So, Lisa, thanks so much for joining me today and great insight on XM. Those of you um, out there, if you have any questions about XM, give Lisa a call. We're going to wrap it up today. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for listening. And thanks to George for another great show, my producer. We appreciate you checking us out today. Join me for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern. Until then, make it a great day.